soul. Yeah. I get the dipping in the money bag. Money bag. Send the stuff for body in the hockey bag. Rhyme with the ski mag. Passenger side ride with the hockey mag. Motherfucker, this the holocaust. Finna hit your trap with a molotov. You got the soul that you want a man. Bow, watch the soul fly like a hologram. You say this is your bitch. Dick in the mouth, she ain't got no man. No man. Fuck four hours when I finish, go to sleep like she ain't got no plans. Oh man, oh man, oh man. I'm the shit, you a bitch, goddamn. Oh man, oh man, oh man. I'm the shit, you a bitch, goddamn. Oh man, oh man, oh man. She a hoe, I'm a slut, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Add fat when you goin', goddamn. Little bitch, stop fat, goddamn. Say the pussy come for taxes. I say the pussy should've came with a gasser. Came with a gasser. Say both of a baby daddy died. Goddamn, pussy came with a death wish. What's going on, everybody? Yo. Welcome to another episode of the Film Room Files. Long awaited. It's your boy Zabi, aka Real Jet Lifer, and I'm with my guy. It's aka Izzy DMV. This is uh, episode 47, I believe. Sunday, December 12th, Sunday night. Primetime game is just starting. Fat Trail brought us in. What you think about the intro, bro? I like it. I've been holding this one for a while. <laughs> it's an old joint, but it's one of my favorite Fat Trail songs. Yeah, DMV legend, man. You know. You just got locked back up again, bro. I uh, know. That was sad I to hear. I think we shouted out Fat Trail when he first came out like two weeks ago. And yeah. He got locked up again. I'm like, fuck. God damn, bro. You cursed him, bro. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, I don't even know what it was for. I just know somebody told me. And I was like, damn. Damn, bro. But... Sorry to start it off fucked up. I started it off hype with the with the song. It's been a lot of sad news, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we took some time off, about three weeks, maybe. I think two, three weeks off since we uh, did our last pod. We got a lot going on, both of us. Yeah. Um, you know I'm in retail, so Christmas season is crazy busy for me. And then I had school, and it was uh, from the finals, mid- right? Yeah, midterm. I mean, to be honest with you, the midterms was like three weeks before the finals, and then it never slowed down once the midterms like started. Mm. It was over with. It just kept going on and on. I was like, bruh. Then it finally ended on Thursday night. So, yo, shout out to my man, Izzy DMV. Hey, Wrapped thank it you. up. Thank you. You already know. You already know. That's what she said. Dang. That's what she said. <laughs> my mom looked up like, the fuck you talking about? Shout out to my mama who's here, too. <laughs> uh, but damn, it's been a while since we got on the mics and did this, man. We really needed to get this shit done, bro. So, we're going to have to start it off All with right. the mandatory question. What you been listening to? Oh, I was, I was I thought you were gonna ask over or under how many times we screw up tonight. <laughs> oh no, nah, we gonna no, 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 we I'm already playing, fucked I'm up playing. once. I had to redo the <laughs> intro, just the music oh, yeah. part. I hit the wrong button, came into a fucking um, rim shot. Instead of <laughs> applause, shot. I clicked this shit. I was like, oh damn, can't go in like that. Uh, a little rusty, but can't it's let good. people know you a joke. It's all good. Nah, I'm not a joke. <laughs> yeah. Um. I've been bumping, uh, what you call? I've been bumping a lot of stuff, actually. I know, me too, but I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to tell you. Um, so let me start off with the stuff that I revisited. I've been uh, revisiting King's Disease Two by Nas. Um, I revisited uh, Donda by Kanye. I've re- uh, revisited. Uh, actually, I didn't revisit this. I listened to Silk Sonic Fire 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 album. Silk Sonic. Um, who's that by? Uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Super. I, Collab you, album when it just came out? Yeah, bro. 
I can't believe you haven't listened to it. I'm, I'm downloading it's, it right now. I say that that album is one of the few albums I'll call instant classic. Like, I listened to it. I was like, this is a classic. An Evening play. with Sonic Silk. Oh, my God, bro. That joint is fire. I can't wait till you listen to that. I'm getting it right now, bro. Yeah, that's that's highly recommended. Um, I revisited... Uh, oh, I've been bumping Pete Rock and CL Smooth, Mecca, and the Soul Brother. If you know, you know. That's an OG, OG album. Um, and then for the new stuff, I've been bumping uh, Wiz Got Wings by Cardo and uh, Wiz Khalifa and Sled Green. Um, so I've been... I've been Sledrin? Sledrin, that's his name? My bad, yeah. my bad, my bad. Sledro. Um, um, that's one of those... That's the... Um, they've been rocking, I think, since like the early... Two th- I mean, not early 2000, but like 2011 times. Like that Damn, was, yeah. for real? Yep, yep. Damn, okay. I was um, actually listening to some of those on my way home from work today. That's crazy. Yes, sir. Um, I've been bumping uh, Who is Nardo Wick uh, by Nardo Wick, new artist. Uh, How is that? I see that a lot on social, but I didn't give it a spin at all. It's pretty fire. I like it. What's, what's the style like? It's, you know, heavy trap, I'm going to kill you type music. All right. I'm going to give that a listen. It's, I like it a lot. He said, um, I'm going to kill you type music. <laughs> That's exactly um, what I need right now. <laughs> um... Let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm almost done here. I'm almost done. Uh, Pierre Bourne. I've been listening to, uh, let me get the name right. The Life of Pierre 5. I've been bumping that. And um, some Rick Ross. That's about it. Okay. West Side Gun too. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I mean. Which, you- which Rick Ross? Did Rick Ross drop an album? Uh, so he did drop an album. I haven't listened to that album. I was listening to, um, I was listening to Mastermind in anticipation for that album. Kind of like, you know, when you watch a show yeah, and then a little bit of time goes by and they drop a new uh, season. Yeah. So you go by, you go back and watch a little bit of the last season real fast. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, that's exactly what I do. Like for a hype artist, that's what I do. Like if I'm looking forward to it, I'm going to start listening to the music before the new album drops. But, um. I've been listening to French Montana. I think I said this last time. I don't know. They got Amnesia. Okay. Um, that's not bad. It's not old French like I like. You know what I'm saying? I'm always yeah. that guy. It's like, oh, it's not that old shit. So. Did you see the uh, the little pop-up art that they did in Times Square for that album? They did like this. The 4- 3D. Yeah, 3D. Or 4D. I don't know. They did the same no, thing. I think it's a 3D, 3D um, billboard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, th- don't get me wrong. I mean. I'll be honest. I was a little underwhelmed. I've seen other billboards that artists have done that's better than that. So that's Key Glock's one. one was fire. Yeah, I so saw that one. Yeah, so that was that was the first thing. I felt like they just need they just wanted to do that for the hype. Okay, no problem. Um, the album I feel like was kind of mid. I'll keep it real. There was mm. some there was some joints that go, mm. um, but it was kind of mid. Um, what would you rate it at ten? Out of ten, I'm gonna give it a six and a half. That's kind of generous. You think so? Six and a half is like, you know. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a few that go on there. Mm. There's um, there's a few that go, and then it kind of reminds me of a little bit of old French Montana. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, don't get me wrong, there's probably like four or five songs that I liked, but with that, you know, that's out of 21 tracks that's on the album. Yeah. So I probably liked about 20%. Not, I'm not going to say liked about 20%. I liked a lot of the songs, but I would go back and keep listening to and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really fuck with those songs. Yeah. Probably like five. Mm. Um, Aunt Glizzy, You Hear Me Too. There was probably like, I think I was like more of like a little EP. Um, That's got 10 tracks. 
But yeah, I, I probably fuck with like four or five of these. Mm. Land, air, and sea EP, of course. Currency, you know me. Got got to listen to that currency. Look that up. But um, the joints that I've been bumping the heaviest, bro. Mm-hmm. Two albums. Mm-hmm. Thirty by Adele. Yo, I was that not excited. So yo. fucking fire, bro. Bro, I was bumping that like I was so um, fire. I was bumping one of the songs because it was on a playlist, right? And bro, when I was listening to it, I was like, I was not expecting that song to take me on the journey that it did, bro. It took me on. This album takes you on a journey, though. It's a great, great album. Yeah. And then, please excuse my absence by Z Wayne. Z Wayne. That please shit is so my... fucking hard. Bro. All right, I'm gonna add that right now. You got the stamp of approval. From and if you. if you know, um, if you know me, you know I fuck with a lot of DMV artists. Z Wayne being uh, one of them. Absence. That joint goes in. Z Wayne, he's got um he's got some bangers. I like uh, the first song, "Distance." Number three, "Make Me" featuring Young Mo. You know I'm a Young Mo fan. Number four, "Lights, Camera, Action." My favorite has got to be number five, "Feel Alive," um and probably number six, "Underrated." Game winners, nice. I mean, dude, but there's probably like two songs on here that's like okay mm-hmm. that that I feel like is mid. But then the other eight songs, just straight crack. But, and the thing is, he has like two different types of lanes that he gets into where he's like um, super melodic, auto-tune, you know what I'm saying? But like some trap shit. Yeah. And then he got like his just bars. But it's like a he, he does it in a way that it's a little different than everybody else. Like you almost kind of get like that Migos flow, that DMV flow. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of mix between those two types of flows. Yeah. But he just has his own spin and twist on it and it's really, really good, bro. I think you're gonna like it. Okay. No, I just added it to the my first playlist, song you gotta listen so. to, bro. Um, is Feel Me. I believe that's the name of the I song. Li- I listen to albums in order. Oh, you listen to our right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said I'm gonna do. do it like a, like Adele told <laughs> like, me to. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, I did. So if you don't know Adele, um I guess got in touch with Spotify. Yeah. And requested that they take off the shuffle feature because she said that I guess they put a lot of time and effort. Artists do um, put a lot of time and effort in how they organize that album. Yeah. And they want it to be received that way. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about, right? It's not a Tarantino movie, bro. You got to listen to that in order. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, but I just feel like not every album is like that. But some of them are. You know what I'm saying? But not every album is like that. That is true. But I feel like, you know, with Adele's case... You know she got like that million dollar budget. She probably spent millions and millions of dollars promoting this album. And I, I mean, not just that, but like production. She does put a lot of effort into her, yeah, her craft and her. You know what I'm saying? Her music. Yeah. So you wanted to come out how you wanted to come out. So I appreciate that, man. Because sometimes I feel like one of the most underrated convos in the streaming era is the fact that like the artists even care about like creating a cohesive body of work. That like flows together Cause sometimes when I see 30 songs on an album I'm just like come on bro Like But then like you might see 30 tracks And then probably 7 of them are skits Then you got an intro outro You know what I'm saying Yeah And then those like if the skits are like Meaningful or something like that Are part of the the album Then I'll I'll vibe to it You know what I'm saying But how often do you come across an album like that I mean it used to be like that more, more often Like um Like older rap albums where it might have like 20 tracks and then four or five of them are skits. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? I like those. I can't lie. Depending on the skit, though. Yeah. But I just couldn't, like, I just couldn't do, like, the 30 or 40 songs, bro. Everybody doing 30, You know what? Songs. What kind of albums, like, or mixtapes used to, like, really just fuck me up? What? Like, when an artist would do, like, a song, but before the song started, um, they would play, like, a clip of, like, a, a interview. Of themselves? Or yeah. Of, oh, like, they're, okay. they're of, like, an interview of themselves. Um, or like at the end of the song they'll play it or sometimes both. Um, I'm gonna give you an example. You ever heard Taylor Allardyce or something like that? Yeah, yeah, by Wiz, Wiz Khalifa. Khalifa. Yep. He got like little clips in there. And then there's another um Sorry for the Wait by uh Lil Wayne? Nah, W E I G H T for the Wait. Um Chief Keef. Oh, I see. Okay. He, he does it in that too. Um I just don't like those. Those those always throw me off. When they have their own interview in them. Yeah, I was like, yo, I'm trying to listen to this song. <laughs> Let's keep it pushing. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. Like yeah, that is kind of weird. Like, they'll be answering, I'm, I'm going to show you. They'll be answering, like, an interview question before the song starts. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird. What the fuck is you doing, bro? Let's, let's hear the song. Or it'll be after the song, and then you could just go ahead and skip it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like that. Um, But about, what about shows? Any shows you're going through right now or that you that you just recently started or finished? Um, anything new? Anything? Oh, old? I watched the uh, one movie I really, really liked is I watched the uh, the Five Bloods by Spike Lee, directed by Spike Lee. Um, I try to watch that, and like, I don't know, like thirty minutes in, I lost interest. I really liked it. It was it was one of those. I feel like the acting was okay. Nah, it's bro. Nah, bro. You keep my up, man bro. Chadwick Boseman, bro. That was one of his. The, gr- the effects were kind of cheesy. I don't well, know. I don't know. I really like that movie. But with Spike Lee movies, they're very, like, um, they're kind of, they're super, like, the thing I like about Spike Lee movies, they're very experimental. Like, he's kind of all over the place, but I kind of like that about his movies because you you don't know what's coming next, which is what I like about it. Um, It's not really, like, a traditional, um, I don't know how to say, like, where you got the traditional plot and it progresses scene by scene, like, Sometimes Spike Lee will just throw in a scene where the character is just talking to the camera for like 10 minutes, you know. Um, so I'm going to keep it real with you. Nine times out of 10, I'm not fucking with Spike Lee movies. Yeah, bro, but they're fire. Malcolm X is one of my favorite right, Malcolm movies. Malcolm X? Malcolm fire. X. Fire. Uh, um, do the right. Um, uh, uh, Inside Man. Inside I mean, Man is fire. Yeah, but that's about it. Nah, bro. His best movie. You didn't even name his best movie. Uh, Do the right thing. Wasn't for me. You and you're from New York, and you say that. Bro, That's I'm crazy. With you, this wasn't for me. And he's like one of the first. Uh, it's too soft, bro. I'm just not. I don't know. I just. I don't know. Nah, bro. His movies. He's like also like the only director out there that really touches on racial issues too, which is what I liked about Do the Right Thing, because it's like not it's the just, only director. I mean, there's a lot of directors that do, especially now. But nobody made maybe a movie it, like Do the Right him. Thing. Do the Right Thing was like the first movie of its kind where it kind of like addressed police brutality and the racism. And like, it was just a really dope movie. And, and don't like, get me wrong, he's important to the culture of movies. And damn, you a Knicks fan, like man. How you saying this, bro? I'm, I'm just so keeping real, bro. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to do right here on the pod. We're going to keep it real. You could count on me to just tell you the honest truth how I feel it. But you know what? I don't, I don't, uh, you know what? I don't expect like the casual like 
audience member to really mess with Spike Lee because, like I said, his movies are really. I mean, I think really... I'm far from a casual movie fan. I really look at a lot of details. No, I'm just saying in general, like in general, like his movies are very um, experimental, and you know they're like those artsy type Raging Bull type movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't like Raging yeah, Bull. Yeah, exactly. For me, either. I mean, um, don't get me wrong. Great performances. The movie just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like. It's not really centered around the plot. Is there? There's a central theme and central message that the movie is centered out around, and that's more important than the actual plot itself. And I think that's why people get thrown off by his movies because it's not because everybody's used to following the plot, the beginning, middle, and end. But his is like, all right, begin beginning, middle, and end. But it's it's not really surrounded around the plot. It's around the central theme. So I mean, there's other movies that I feel like are great movies with a message about racism and things like that that are just way better like remember the titans oh my god oh my god first one that comes to mind bro oh my i god. liked it more i like that more <laughs> maybe i'm a denzel fan i love denzel too but i watched that movie every single whenever we had a, a what do you call those like a free day in class class we're going to watch Remember the Titans. Hey, but you know what? It's a, I thought it was better, bro. That's just my, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, man. It's a, that was a good movie. If you if you didn't it's overwatch it, that's like a food that you eat too much in like this one year span. And you're like, you know what? I'm never having that shit again. Even though it's good, you just, just don't want to fuck Yo, with it. Yo, I want to know, guys. I want to know. When you guys had a free day in class, did they put on Remember the Titans? Send us a DM. They did that or uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I never got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I always got that. But I'm a little was, older than you, too. So oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. We always got Remembered Titans. It was always Remembered. I'm like, bro, you can't get Coach Carter. You can't get, like, so, there's so many other sports movies you guys could play. You could play in a school. We either got that or the, um, what's that uh, shark movie that Will Smith is in uh, where they do Shark Shark Tale? Uh, it was either that or Shark Tale. I'm sorry, Tale. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was the new Newer. one. Oh, so you watch Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka, the old joint. Willy Wonka go hard, though. Yeah, with um, with Gene Wilder. What's your, uh, I like that part where he starts uh, going crazy in the little tunnel, and they think he's a psycho or whatever, and they think they're going to die, and then he acts normal again. You mean on the boat? On the boat, on the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad, yeah, my yeah. bad. No, no, I think they go through a little tunnel. They do, they shit. do, yeah, yeah. 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 So... Um, but yeah. So what else have you? I've been, I've been watching. I've been watching uh some different shows. Okay. So okay. I've been switching it up on the shows. Um, so New Money Heist came out like the continuation of one season. I mean, for, well, I watched Narcos Mexico. Okay. The latest season of Narcos Mexico, the new uh, Money Heist. There was like five episodes that dropped to finish off the last season. They did like half half. That's if fin- show. Yeah, I finished that. Yep. Um. Both of them were good. The um, Narcos, the acting, everything was good. The narration, you know, they always have like a narrator. Yeah. I didn't like that. That was kind of trash. And it brought the whole show down. So I feel like it was kind of mid. I would give that like a three out of five. Oh, it's like a new narrator or something? Well, you know, every season kind of changes up. Mm. So you know how they have Pablo. Then they follow the Cali Cartel. And then they follow, um, then Narcos Mexico starts. Who do they follow in Narcos Mexico? I'm going to tell you. That, that, uh, That we do. Yes. With the slick back hair. Yeah, and then he, how he brings it all together. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Felix, Felix, Felix That's Gallardo. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they fought, and him and Don Nato, and then Don Nato's nephew was that dude Amato. Now this gets into Amato's whole thing. So I've watched. Uh, 
I watch all of Narcos with the exception of season two and the new season. Season two Mexico I haven't seen and I haven't seen um this new season that's come out yet. So um the last one was really I mean, I thought that was pretty good and then this one I mean Narcos Mexico season one was the best. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was going to say, season one, from what I remember, was, like, phenomenal. Yeah, that was the best. And then season two and three were okay. Yeah. Season two was better. Season three was the worst out of the three. But it's all a big setup, I think, for El Chapo now. Mm, Okay. So you kind of follow El Chapo throughout the whole show um, in Narcos Mexico and kind of watch his rise as well. Yo, to be honest, bro, I got to give them a lot of credit for how elite that TV show was. I mean, I still think it is elite. Bro. Yeah, it's, it's pretty still elite. up. Like the acting but, is great. There's just like certain actors that don't do a great job. Yeah. Um, in their roles, like they could have done something. Or they should have got somebody. Else. But I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, even I, I like the new season. Yeah. I just the, the thing that fucks the whole thing up is the narrator, and you'll yeah. see what I mean when you get there. Like the I remember one. Uh, there's one scene from Narcos. It's from the season with the Cali Cartel. It's from season three. If if you guys haven't seen that yet, you probably want to skip ahead by like a minute or two. But pretty much it's that scene where um the main the tra- uh, the guy that's in charge of their security, who's yep. who's uh who's uh yep, yep, pretty yep. much ratting them out or whatever. Exactly. He goes over to this house and they think they have the rat or whoever the leak is in, in their uh their camp, and they invite the family over and they like murder each person by the family. I don't think if you remember it, but it was like the dude, they like suffocated him and put him in the pool. I don't they remember killed, that. They shot yeah. the wife in the bedroom. They, Bro, I watch it. And the main security dude is watching this. And he's like mainly responsible for these people dying like around him. They killed the kid. They killed the wife. They killed the husband. I was like, bro, this show was crazy. And they made it like, they do it in a way that's so realistic. Um, and the characters is just, the acting is phenomenal from like the main characters too. Um but yeah, I think my favorite seasons personally are probably the one with Pablo and uh, the one with um, the Cali Cartel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you should watch Cicero. I'm telling you, man, you gotta watch that. Cicero? Yeah, it's on a, HBO. Uh, no, it's a, it's a movie. Um, it's based on uh the uh, uh the cartel. Pretty much the plot is you know the Cali uh the cartel did um this dude's family dirty and he's on revenge and. I'll leave it at that. All right, I'll give it a watch. Um, what else am I watching right now? So, Money Heist was good. I mm-hmm. think they that show is a four out of five. Okay. Um, there's certain aspects of it that I didn't like, um, but for the most part, I like the show. Okay. There were some things that were just way too unrealistic, and then like the some parts where like the stunts and the graphics were kind of shit. Mm. So, you know, I, I always look at those sorts of things, like how the effects are and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So the effects were not great in certain scenes. And other parts were really good. Yeah. And then, um, what else am I? I'm watching the new season of You. Season three of You. Have you watched You? I have not, no. So f- that's a mind fuck, bro. Oh, for real? Yeah. Um, That's a crazy show. And then what else did I watch? The bro, show that is very not like me to watch, bro. But I gave it a shot. And I actually, I mean, the acting was phenomenal. What was it? called Bridgerton Bridgerton yeah it's like a romantic drama type of situation um on Netflix but um I got sucked into it bro I finished the full season it was one season I think there's another season coming out it's not a UK show is it they it's like a British type of Uh, show yeah but I don't know if they're I don't know if it's like 
made in the UK or something like that. But it's like they they have like British accents. Yeah, bro, like I can't. Take, do that. It takes place in like I think like the early 1800s in London. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm sorry to the people in London. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I mean, I thought it was. I mean, in terms of like acting and stuff like that, it was a really good show. Mm. Um, and it kind of sucks you into the to the plot. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a little bit of a mystery throughout the whole show that you're trying to solve. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. You said the new James Bond was booty cheeks, right? I'm not gonna say it was booty cheeks. It was all right. Mm. I did watch the new James Bond. Uh, I thought it was all right. And okay. I watched. I, I, did I tell you I watched Red Notice with The Rock? And um, Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. What did you think of that? That was really good. Oh, really? It okay. Was, it was funny. I enjoyed it. Um, four out of five. Damn. Okay. That's pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, for what it is. You know what I'm saying? For the mm. lane of what that is, it's like a comedy action movie type of thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I would say four out of five. Okay. And then um, what else did I watch? There was another movie I recently watched, too, with um, Idris Elba. I think it's called The Harder They Fall. The Harder They Fall. Yeah, Idris Alba. Um, it's like a Western about black oh, cowboys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jay-Z did the Boom. one of the songs on there. Yep. Exactly. Um, dude, that actually, the um, all the music in that movie was so hard. For real? Actually, you know what? I liked the movie. I did feel like it dragged at some points. I will also give that a four out of five. Mm. Um, there were some points of the movie that definitely I felt like dragged a little too long, and they could have moved on from that. But... At the same time, I can see why they showed that. It was a certain artistic aspect that they wanted to kind of capture um, in certain moments. It had some comedic relief. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. I'm going to watch that movie. Yeah, give it a watch. It's pretty good. Um, but that's about it for shows, movies, and music, for me at least. That's about it. What what, what, are, what have you been up to? You've been watching a lot of sports these past few weeks? Yeah. A lot I've going been, on in sports. I've been watching more basketball than anything. Of course, I got a new uh, fan duel addiction as well. Uh, these, these sports book, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sports book, yeah, yeah, not that fantasy, yeah, 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 sports book, that's yeah, dangerous. Yeah, the sports book definitely got me hooked, bro. But you know, uh, alhamdulillah, bro, knock on wood, I'm like at a sixty, seventy percent like hit rate with my like bets and stuff. Oh so, man, I started oh, off, man. I started off at being like at like in my like hitting forty percent of my bets, and then. Because it gives you a breakdown on FanDuel when you go into your account. So you can see, like, how much you won and how much you lost. Uh, <laughs> so, but, like, once I start, like, losing money, that's when I started putting it into, like, I started taking, like, the more safer bets. Usually, like, same game parlays and stuff. Yeah. And I've been hitting those a lot. So, um, yeah, man, I've just been watching a lot of NBA just trying to <laughs> be on that wave, too. So um, how do you want to do this? We didn't really have any plan for the show. We just got together and got it, got it rocking on the mic. So uh, yeah. how do you want to do it? Should we just get right into basketball and just kind of fill it out? Oh, we could do the NFL first. You want to knock out the NFL yeah, first? Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's keep it pushing. Okay, so um, Izzy DMV, so you haven't been watching a lot of NFL, but I'm sure you're keeping up with it, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I've only been watching like one or two games a week. Um, yeah, same, same. Yeah, it's just, a lot of highlights though. Yeah, it's just you know with football, it's just like I always say, man, it's like it's tough sitting through like three, four hours of a football game. Like it's just that's too tough for me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I enjoy um, it, but real quick before we get into it, yeah. Um, rest in peace, Demarius Thomas. Yes, I don't know what yeah. happened there. Um, I just I read the story earlier that they um they discovered him. Uh, 
in, they in wa- his I shower. guess in, in the shower. Yeah. yeah, they found him in the shower. Looked like he had some type of cardiac arrest, and he had already passed away. And they declared him dead on the scene. Yeah, wow. um, a relatively young man. I think he was like thirty-five or something like that. Yeah, I think he was thirty-three or thirty-four. There you go. Um, and uh, the sad thing is, um, I th- I believe it was a seizure. Um, and he's been suffering from seizures ever since. I think a year ago, he got into a car accident. Oh man! And uh, ever since that car accident, he's he's been having problems with seizures. Um, to be honest, when I saw this news, it kind of like it did kind of affect me just because. Um, I remember when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, and um, I was still a Colts fan, but I was really rooting for the Broncos as well. Like they were pretty much like my second team because I was that big of a fan of Peyton Manning. And I think every Colts fan out there would probably agree with me and saying that they was Broncos fans when he was there. And um, I remember when he went over there and uh, watching him play with Demarius Thomas. And I didn't even know know who Demarius Thomas was up until, you know, Peyton got to Denver. And watching him play, bro, he was something else, bro. One of the I, w- I was I was telling people I think he was like the best wide receiver, uh, probably, probably right behind Reggie Wayne in terms of like playing with Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and he and you know like I, I even better than Marvin Harrison because he had the speed, he had the route tree, he had everything, and he was just clutch, one of the clutchest wide receivers in the game, one of the most dangerous wide receivers in the game. Um, yeah, man, it was just it was just difficult because I associate him with so many good memories during that time with Peyton. So it was just weird hearing that news. Um, yeah, no, absolutely, bro. Yeah. It it really sucked um, to hear that. Yeah, and what's crazy is, um, you know, with uh, sports athletes, you know, I I don't really feel I don't know why Demarius Thomas clicked with me as opposed to other sports athletes. Not to say like. Not to rank one person's like impact over another or anything like that as human beings, but yo, you know what we just, didn't say? What? Rest in peace, Young Dolph. We yeah. didn't even touch on Young Dolph. Yeah, rest in peace, Young Dolph. That was um that was really tragic. That one too. hit me too, bro. I can't lie. Yeah, that was very uh, when the details came out, I was like, that's very It was fucked up, bro. Yeah. Do you want to get into that? Or should we just keep it running? I mean, we could get into it because I think people would want to hear that. Yeah, so Young Dolph was um at a local store, I guess, where he normally goes to get, like, cookies and things like that, desserts. Mom and Pop Shop. Mom and Pop Shop just supporting a local small business um, where he was gunned down, I think, shot eight times. God, something like that. I, uh, I mean, um, he was shot multiple times and uh, pronounced dead on the scene, I believe, um, which is a super unfortunate situation. Rest in peace, young Dolph. Uh, he was, I think, driving his infamous Lamborghini. With the, with camo, the camo. Yeah. Camo paint. Um, and, um, unfortunately someone recognized them and opened fire, which isn't his first time. I think he was shot before as well. And then he, they also shot at him one other time where they supposedly said they shot him like a, they shot at him a hundred times, but he was in a bulletproof car. Yeah. So he was fine. That's crazy. And then he made a whole mixtape about it. That's crazy. Did <laughs> you know that? I didn't know he made a whole mixtape about it. Bro, this man, Young Dolph, bro. He made a mixtape, and then the thing is, is, like, all the songs on the mixtape had, like, a... It was, like, a specific message when you read it all out. So, I'm going to tell you right now. I believe it was called um, Bulletproof. That was the name of the album, 2017, and the track list from 1 to 10. Ready? Number yep. 1, 100 Shots. Number 2, In Charlotte. Number 3, But I'm Bulletproof. Number 4, So Fuck em. 
<laughs> number five, that's how I feel. Number six, all of them. Number seven, I'm so real. Number eight, I pray for my enemies. Number nine, I'm everything you want to be. Number 10, SMH. Wow. Young Dolph, what a troll, bro. But um, yeah, rest in peace, Young Dolph. That shit fucked me up, bro. Yeah. I know we were talking about... um, Dumb and Dumber 2. Yep. yep. We had a podcast talking about that yep. album. That's That sucks. Yeah. And it's... uh. And Memphis really been influencing the hip hop scene big time. Yeah. Like it, it, nowadays with with the sound that's coming out of there, the artists, Young Dolph, Key Glock, obviously. Um, you know, I I remember watching this interview with Young Dolph, and they um, I forgot which radio station it was, but uh, he went into the story about how he got offered, I think it was like a thirty or forty million dollar record deal or something, and he went into the details as to why he didn't take that deal. And really put like the bigger picture of what he was doing. And to be honest, that interview was like kind of shocking to me because I didn't know Young Dolph was like pulling up like those type of numbers. To be you honest, want me with I feel like that's cap. No, I don't think it's cap, bro. I'm gonna tell you why. You know what kind of what kind of artists are getting those type of deals? Future, Drake. They're getting no. Nah, Drake like that is for getting. Like- yeah, for for a two album project, you you think he'll turn down forty million? No, sir, twenty yeah. million an album. But bro, you gotta think about that. Was I mean, unless un- yeah, unless they, unless they said thirty million for like eight albums or something like that. Yeah, that's probably what yeah, it was. Yeah, All right. and then but keep, if it was like a three or five album deal, I was I feel like that's cap. no, no. I don't think it's cap because, like I said, he broke broke like this whole thing down in his interview. And he was talking about the royalties, or maybe maybe he's just exaggerating. I don't want to sound, like be offensive because you know what I'm saying. I'm not trying to talk talk ill on the dead, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like no, it, but it I might don't have think, been exaggerated or something. Like he was I, rounding up. <laughs> I, but I don't think it's cap because um, the thing is, is with the music industry, they'll give you that money, but it's like you owe them back. It's pretty much a loan versus course, if he's course. just versus, and then also you give up like your royalties, you give up your masters, your publishing, all of that. As well, that that stuff that keeps you paid and that you can pass down to, like, your kids and stuff. Versus if you just do it all independently, I mean, you probably make that money easily within, you know, a couple years' time. So Now, you want me to keep it real? People think that's how it is in the rap game, but it's not, bro. I'm telling you, these guys ain't getting money like you think, bro. I'm telling the, you, bro. Like, I have the the major label good artists, insider knowledge, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to tell the, you. The major, these guys the major, ain't paid like you think, bro. That's what I'm saying. The major label artist is not. Which is probably why he didn't take. The I mean, deal. a lot of the independents, it's a slow grind. It definitely is, yeah. Like for instance, currency, right? Yeah, a great example of a, a underground. I know we're we're in the football segment, so we'll try to make it a little. <laughs> we, I don't know why we jumped right back into this, but we had to. Um, currency is making good money, and he's got a cult like following. He's constantly dropping projects, and he's out there. Yeah, he's touring a lot, but he's been doing it for over ten years now. You know what I'm saying? And, and he has like a specific level in the game where everyone kind of compares to currency when talking about underground artists, right? Yeah. Because there's not a whole lot of underground artists that's getting money like currency, bro. But even still, comparing that to, let's say, an up-and-coming artist is going to take 10 years of grind. It's not like a couple-year thing and then you make 30. Even at 10 years deep, bro, you're lucky if you make a couple of million, bro. I'm telling you. Especially the way a lot of these guys are spending their money, bro. A lot of these artists are taking private jets from show to show. Bro, if you're if you're bringing if you're a, if you're a big artist, right? Mm-hmm. There's probably five that are commanding serious serious money. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if you count the country and this and that artists, I don't know about all that. I'm talking about hip hop, R and B type artists. 
that's bringing in that top top dollar like hundreds of thousands to show up and do a show and then there's few artists that even get millions per show not a lot but a few like for instance adele i think is clocking two million a show for her vegas residency right now you see what i'm saying but then you got to get to that level where you're getting vegas residencies you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying that's like them techno djs and all of the you know what i'm saying like that's That other the other genres of music that's making a lot of money now. Don't get me wrong, hip hop is making a lot of money, but there's Drake, there's Future, there's a few, few, few artists. Maybe like the Post Malones, the Travis Scotts, and then we we can we could also talk about the Travis Scott thing. I know we didn't talk about that. Yeah, but there's those type of artists that's making that big, big money. But everybody else, bro, I'm telling you, if you're getting paid a lot, it's like fifty a show. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred a hundred thousand a show is is like. Crazy, crazy money, like top, top artists is making that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they're blowing half of that just to get there. Plus the entourage, this, this, and that. They're, bro, I'm telling you, they're not cleaning up. Taxes. Artists is probably making six figures on the road for real, a year. Um, And then whatever they make off their album sales, which is honestly not a whole lot. But you're, uh, yeah, I think like independent artists that we all know about, I'm not going to say any names. The majority of them might make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. That's not bad. That's good money. That's very good money. Mm-hmm. That's more money than a lot of people listening is ever going to make. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what. It's not the way they make it seem. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's an image that they portray as a, you know, that's part of their professional career. They got to do that. You know, no, yeah. I mean? that's part of the, you know what I mean? Like the prerequisite to getting a, 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 a deal. Like you damn near have to already have grills, chain, cars, yeah. this, that. You have to have that image. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a few artists that's really getting that big, big, big time paper, but not a lot, man. But it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, I'm very in in tune with the producer community, right? And it's so many producers out here, and you think that they got a placement with Drake or they got a placement with Future, with Young Thug. You think that they're good, you know what I'm saying? But really, bro, like the crazy thing is, they probably at maximum probably make five to ten thousand dollars maximum off that song think about that if that if that come on bro you know the, that's like because that's the top top tier guys that's bro. the t- that's I'm telling you that's who you died to get on on an album with i know producers i talked to i've talked to producers that are on kanye i've talked to a producer that produced for kanye west on jesus is king like i, I, I talked to him they like i know him like he he makes like samples and shit and he was able to get one to Kanye West and like, you know, it's not he's not this multi millionaire just because he got like this Kanye West feature, you know of what course, I'm saying? Of course. Like but he he, he had to slow run grind. His, yeah. It's a slow grind. But it's a grind and you're you're doing what you love, you make good money. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But yeah. it's not it's not tens of millions of dollars, bro. Trust yeah. me. I mean, even like the Kodak Blacks, bro. Yeah. Might, might, might with all of his time in the game, he's ten years plus. Maybe at five, ten million type shit, if that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just throwing a name out there and yeah. a number that like off the top of my head. You know what I'm saying? That's that's very generous. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Ten years in the game, major label deals and this and that, but I'm telling you they're not making the kind of money you think. You know, when um when Nipsey passed, they did uh they did talk about how much I guess it leaked how much money he was making a year. And he they pretty much averaged it out after taxes, everything, a million a year, pretty much. There you go. And he was he's been grinding for how long, you know? Over a decade, a decade, and he was That's one of the de- hottest artists in the West, the Coast. West Coast. Yeah, and independent as fuck, and one of the most well known in LA, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. Let's think about that. Yeah. So, um, and I would say Young Dolph is on that Nipsey Hustle level. Yeah, 
probably Young Dolph puts out more volume than Nipsey did. Yeah. And then also Rest I think peace to two goats though. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh another thing is a lot of these artists, the smart ones, they end up opening up another business or doing their other hustle. Of you heard you heard Cordae's capital. interview when they were talking about a chain when he said, you know, like um he sat down with I think it was academics and he was they were talking about like, "Oh, why, you know, why don't you have a big Cuban?" This thing's like cuz a big Cuban chain costs $100,000 if you get a big fat rapper Cuban, right? Yeah. It's a fact. It's $100,000. If you ever shop for a Cuban chain, you know how expensive those are. If yeah. you haven't, then you all know. But it's hundred grand generally for the rapper starter pack style Cuban, right? <laughs> that thick 22 millimeter iced out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the way he broke it down, he's like, if you talk to any accountants or anyone that actually knows about, it or has like some financial, you know what I'm saying, um, wherewithal, they know that you have to have about $30 million to comfortably afford that. Yeah. Most of these rappers, you know, don't have anywhere near thirty million. Never will touch thirty million dollars. Right? Wow, that's a fact. Yeah. And the, but people are just spending their money crazy because they don't know how to act when they get money, and yeah. that's what happens. That's crazy. Absolutely. Um, Lil Baby. All right, Lil Baby said uh, in this last song I listened to that we're about to play for the outro. He said he made forty million in one year. Cap or 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 fact? I think that's cap. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's, that's I'm, I'm willing to bet everything I have in my life is cap. Now, he may have grossed that much, but take a look at all his expenses, this and that. That's not his profit. I'm telling you. So that's a that's a fact. So forty million gross. Let's say he's saying forty million gross. That's how much you make. That's not accounted for taxes and paying his manager and paying you know all the people that he takes on tour with him and. The band and stuff, or the DJ, or the people that set up the lights and the uh, the the speakers and the sound and everything. That's not taking into effect the A and R's at say, the label. I would say, honestly speaking, generous, generous amount. If he took, I'm speculating, obviously, mm-hmm. but based on the things that I know, he's lucky if he took twenty percent of that. Mm. That's just based on what I know. You know what I'm saying? Now, I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I could be totally. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. He might have made more than that. He's just lying to say 40, so you don't got to get fucked up on the taxes. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I could be totally wrong. Based on what I know, and um, this is information that I have, and you know, you know, I, I've done my due diligence. I know what it is. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, on the business side of things. So I've been in rooms with artists trying to get a deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I know what it is, bro. Yeah. And um, it's not what you think, bro. There's so yeah. much cap, bro. Well, I always knew that from the producer standpoint. Because from the producer standpoint, if the producers is getting paid like this, then I can only imagine and, what the artist is and getting bro, paid. bro, the artist is having such a hard time just getting the fucking money to the producers. That's why most of the artists start making beats later. Yeah. They're tired of paying producers because they're trying to cut, they're trying to save as much as they can because they realize after, you know, all of that shit on their deal, they just signed a 360 deal, they turn around, they're trying to save as much as they can so they can keep that money for themselves. And you know what's... It's difficult, bro. You know what's the dirtiest thing? Because Rolling Stone came out with an article about two years ago, said the music industry... Listen to this. The music industry has made more money than it's ever had. Think about that. That's crazy. The the, the past, but it's, it's believable. So that that lets you know that money is not going to them though. All that money, whatever money is being generated, is not going to them. So I watched a video that broke down. In order to make minimum wage, minimum wage seven dollars and twenty five cents, right an hour. If your album on Spotify, I think the national minimum wage was fifteen dollars now. No, no, it's, it's still like seven. That. It's still seven dollars and twenty five cents. Stop it! Five. I swear to God, yeah, yeah, I swear. Uh, um, so in order to make seven dollars and twenty five cents hourly, 
your album has to average about seven hundred to eight hundred thousand streams. There you go. That's not happening. Seven hundred to eight hundred thousand streams. That's not happening. Look, all of these artists that everyone knows of, this and that. Oh, it's the hottest new artist. Da da da. da. The album come out, do fifteen thousand first week, twenty thousand first week. You know who's getting money though, bro? I know you want to hear it. Russ. Oh no, Russ no, no I believe money, that, bro. You know what? Artists Russ- like him, bro. They're getting paid, bro. You want to hear a consp- those type of artists? Yes. Or if you want, if you're looking for like those, you know, they got the whole industry backing them. Dude, like, um, what's that white kid's name? He's a a Jack Harlow. Juicy. Jack Harlow. Yeah. He's the type of motherfucker getting money. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he has the whole machine behind him. Yeah. Or what's that other kid's name that pretended like he was pregnant? Oh, Lil Nas X. Lil Na- Those kind of kids. Cause yeah. they, you know. Because they got that machine. Yeah. He has a machine behind Doja him. Doja Cat is another one that got the machine. Exactly. And it's so obvious. You know what I'm saying? Well, Doja Cat, I think, has burned a lot of bridges. And that kind of stunted but, her growth. But they rebuilt her image. You feel me? Because... There was a time where people was like, ah, probably like, because the record label invested a lot of money already in her. You there know you go. I mean? so, That's what it is. So certain things, you know, certain artists like that, absolutely. Uh, you know what I mean? But you want to hear a conspiracy theory, real what's quick? Up? I have a theory that because, real quick. Sorry for everybody that was expecting football. Uh, yeah, yeah, I apologize. We're just do our y'all. thing. Let's but I think go. I think I think there's a lot of people that would enjoy this. Absolutely. I think we could clip a lot of this too. Um, I think my conspiracy theory is that because of what Russ did with the streaming game. And how he was able to finesse the way that he finessed. And if you guys don't know, I advise you guys to check out Russ, uh, how much he made. Like, just watch those videos. I don't even care if you hate Russ. There was people that really hated Russ out there. It was not his biggest fans, whatever. But go ahead and watch these videos. Cause facts he's a, facts. He's a smart dude. He knows what he's doing. So anyways, and that's why a lot of people in the industry fuck with him. So anyways, he he breaks this all down. And my conspiracy theory is that because of the way he finessed the streaming game and was able to build himself up independently, I think labels have now set it to where the algorithm is rigged in towards their favor. And now any artist that's independent, they'll never, ever get the views. They'll never, ever get the traction anymore because what they'll do now is they'll just pump They're up the numbers. those albums. Yeah, they'll suppress the them and, and bump up all the artists they have under their label. Which does make sense to me because all these artists pop up and it's like, hmm, how do you have just a million views off rip? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, a, a lot of his fake streams and stuff like that. But I think that sometimes, bro, like, yes, you're right. That does happen. I, I think I agree. I, I believe in a conspiracy like that. You know what I mean? Because it's just it's just business. It's business but he, right? I think Russ is going to be the last one that now, nah, you know, what you know, what I, I think, think he's though? the last one to make money off of. I disagree with that because I, I feel like. If something is felt, if it's a vibe that you just feel, right, and it's felt by a bunch of people and they're, they're all seeking that, right, because, like, a good song is like some some dank drugs, bro. Yeah. You need that thing over and over and over, right? Yeah. Or a good album, maybe, right? Yeah. So you're going to go out and you're going to you're gonna listen to it. You're going to stream. You're going to tell all your friends about it. But when we're done, we're going to sit down and listen to Adele and cry, Two Men About to Cry over this <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because it's fire. Yeah. I'm sitting here telling you, you're like, oh, shit, it's fire. So we're going to listen to it. We're going to talk about it, right? Yeah. So that's the thing about Russ is he's got a legitimate, genuine, cult-like following. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to just throw that around because we said that about Currency too. There's a few artists that have that, you know? Um, it's not like a lot of people who listen to him or his fans, right, are going to skip an album or skip a whenever Whatever he drops, whenever he drops it, there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that's going to instantly jump on that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I just feel like personally, he's just on another level. Um, but yeah, that's another like getting money motherfucker right there, bro. Yeah. 
but not to be in everyone's pockets, just to give just to give you guys some insight. To I mean, I think there's people that's that wants to get involved in that business, but I don't think they understand what you know that entails and just some of the things that come with it in terms of like payouts. Absolutely. But um, I just w- really wanted to just quickly follow up on uh, shit. I, I hope I didn't lose my train of thought here. I think when you said that Russ isn't gonna be the last one, the reason why and you and you said how like it's because music when it's felt. Like it's it, genuine, it's real. It's real and it hits. But the thing is, with with that, most of the music that hits us and is genuine and real and some of your favorite albums, there's a lot of money that went into it to get invested, right? In terms of, like, the equipment that they're using, right? I'm just looking at this from a production standpoint, right? The best albums that I've listened to have all, I could tell just sonically, straight up sonically by ear, I know it's produced on $100,000, $500,000 studios, Hands down, because I know what equipment they're using, and I know that equipment is not cheap at all. I know what kind of synthesizer. If they're using real instruments, I know how much them joints cost, and them joints is not cheap at all. So for music to like really resonate and hit, like it does take a lot of money, because that's just that's just studio and recording and production alone, right? We're not even factoring in the music videos, marketing, yeah, marketing, right? And then you probably have to spend a lot in marketing because now everything's all SEO based and, um, you know, you're trying to get right with the algorithm. So you got to hire people from companies that from companies that do have experience in this. And those people aren't cheap either. So it's like. It's a, it's a, it's a lot that goes into it, man. And that's why I say it's it's kind of the last because I just feel even though Russ was didn't Maybe have I'm that optimistic. Million, yeah, you <laughs> the optimist. Um. Even though Russ didn't have that, he had a very simple setup. Really, uh, I've you, seen his you, beat breakdowns. Did you hear? Yeah, did you hear his um, freestyle on um, the leakers? He just recently. Yeah, did you one? showed me that. No, he recently did. Oh, one. not the recent Fire, one, no. bro. Give, I mean, I know you don't like. Russ, I'm no. I'm gonna listen to a new album because he had a lot of good features on it. Uh, he had like Benny the Butcher. He had. Uh, he had. Yo, Griselda is getting a lot of love in the industry, bro. They are. It just shows that when you're a real fucking person, bro. And you make like you stick to what you like, and you do what you do as you in your lane. You're gonna get that love, bro. You know what's from the, the real ones? What's the genius behind uh, West Side Gun? I'm gonna tell you what the genius is. He managed to take like that hood shit and mix it with art, like that art world. And he brought those both worlds together in such a great way, where it's like that. It, that also helps his bag too, because it's like now he can you get that fashion. That bag statement kind of reminds me of um, like that ASAP. Lane. He's another guy, yup. Right? Yeah. That ASAP. Because that fashion bag, bro. Yeah. That's ASAP. a crazy bag. You know what I'm saying? So um yeah, he's really smart for doing that too. But um, my bad. I know I know we were supposed to get into football. Should I give another whistle or should we get right into the football of it? We were talking oh. about Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R. R. Anything Demarius else you, Thomas. Anything else you got on your list? I mean, do we need to get too much into it? Um I know there's a game right now. Should we just quickly go over the um scores from this uh Today's games, I guess, earlier today. Well, th- was there a game that, like, really stood out to you or that you watched? I know your Giants kind of had a bad game today. Um, A bad season overall. Yeah, pretty bad season. Right now we got the um, the Bears and the Packers. Uh, the Packers are up 14-10, which I think they should be up by a lot more than that. But uh, Monday night game, by the way, is going to be Rams and the Rams and the Cardinals. But a game that stood out to me was um, Cowboys versus the Washington football team. The Washington football team has been on a heater. I think they won four in a row. And then lost they, this one. They lost this one by a touchdown. Um, I thought that was kind of crazy. And the Chiefs just put a whipping on the Raiders. Yeah. Um, 48 to 9, which 
you know, the Chiefs needed to do to kind of get the momentum back on their side. They've kind of been um, kind of on and off. Oh, no, yeah. They've, yeah. Been, they've been kind of on exactly. The Bills, bro, took an L by the Bucks. I mean, um, I saw I saw a stat earlier. Uh, I think I messaged it to you, too. Um, I'm going to see if I can I think that's it. a four-game losing streak for the Bills right oh, now. No, I, don't, I didn't message that one to you. But yeah, they, they, I think they were like something like in the beginning of the season four and one, and then like three and four since then, or something like that. Yeah, well, they beat the Saints. Yeah, they've uh, they lost uh, three uh, three out of their last four. Um, yeah, so um, and then lots of players injured, lots of injuries, lots of stuff going on, um, and a lot of players showing promise, bro. I, I like what I'm seeing out of the Patriots and their quarterback, number one team in the AFC, bro, Belichick. Shout out to Bill Belichick. He knows what to do over there, bro. He's a winner, dog. I'm I mean, telling you. It's not it's not the most aesthetically pleasing style of football, but goddamn, that motherfucker know how to win some games. This is defense, bro. That defense and special teams. Yeah, but you got you still got to score or else it's going to be a tie, right? Somebody got to score. <laughs> Mac Jones only threw it for three to, uh three pass attempts last game. How crazy game. is that? Like I said, it's not That's the most the aesthetically craziest, pleasing. Craziest stat. Yeah, it's not the most aesthetically pleasing, but um uh, their next game, I think, is uh, at Indianapolis. Oh, shit. I'm yeah. not ready for that. Oh, yeah, it is. God damn. Yeah, Colts and the Patriots. Both coming off a of bye week. Oh, we going to get whooped, huh? I mean, it could go either way. Bro. <laughs> I Colts don't like back. You guys got the number one running back right now, bro. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about that guy, Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor is a beast. I like him. Um, definitely, yeah. I would say with Derrick Henry out, I would say he's the best running back in, in the NFL. Offensive line is solid as well. Just our defense is kind of weak up front. We don't really have a pass rush, secondary, yep. some mid. So we'll see, man. Uh, I think it's more up for grabs this season than, than the previous seasons, right? I feel like absolutely. I agree. anything can happen. I agree 100%. So, and I think the AFC is probably better than the NFC this season too. Um. Do we want to preview next week? No, we could preview next week on another episode or something yeah, like yeah. that. I, I think we're kind of cutting it close in terms of time-wise because we definitely want to talk NBA too, right? Yeah, yeah. Should we just keep it rolling? Let's go. Let's fucking go. All right, Izzy DMV, I'm going to start off by talking about these Bulls. The Bulls? The Chicago Bulls, bro, have nine people on the COVID protocol. I sent uh, that to you too recently just to kind of bookmark it. That's nine crazy. Nine Bull players in COVID protocols. I'm going to tell you right now, Stanley Johnson Matt Thomas, Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr., Derek Derek Jones Jr., Colby White, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Ayo Dasunmu. I don't know who that is. I don't even know if I said that right. But all the motherfuckers got COVID. Goddamn. How about Lonzo Ball? Still ducking COVID. My man is a winner in life, bro. bro. He's a winner in life, bro. I love Lonzo Ball. That's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I love watching him ball, bro. Him and LaMelo. I love the Ball Brothers, bro. Um, Yo, did you watch the new movie? You know what? Another movie I watched. I just forgot, bro, until we said the Ball Brothers. Oh, the Will Smith movie. Yeah, King Richard. Mm, How was that? That was a great movie. I would recommend it, and it did remind me of LeVar. Um, But we won't get too into that. Let's get into the basketball. Okay, okay. What you got for me? Um, So you know what's sad about, about the Bulls having this COVID problem? Is they're actually they're on fire? They're on they're fire. A fucking sick team. Yeah, and now everybody has to probably you know um, be on protocol for like ten days unless they produce some negative COVID test, um, which could happen. It could happen because that's how LeBron's situation came about. 
Um, yeah, LeBron had the um, false positive. Yeah, he had the false positive. So he was um, he he came back on the court uh, sooner than everybody expected. But um, just some just some just to be on the Bulls for a second, I did think before he got injured, I felt like, and this might be a little bit of a hot take, but I felt like Alex Caruso has been the defensive player of the year in terms of how he's been playing in the NFL uh, in the NBA. Number one in steals before he got injured. Uh, lockdown defender. I mean, when you've been watching he him play these, defender. yeah, bro. When you've been watching him play these games, he's been a huge difference maker for the Bulls. Huge difference. I think he's one of the reasons why the Bulls have been like one of the more elite teams in the NBA. Of course, Demar Derozan helps as well. Um, I knew Demar was going to be nice. But you don't think it's um, what's his name on Utah? Rudy Gobert? No, Rudy Gobert is in that conversation for sure. Uh, Who do you think has the MVP right now? MVP, I would have to give it to it's either Jokic Steph. or no, nah, nah, either Jokic. It's Jokic or Giannis right now. Jokic or Giannis, like bro, I love both of those guys. It's I think it's Steph. bro. You gotta think about what Jokic has around him and what he's doing without all his best players around him. Jokic has been going off these past couple of games. Um, Steph is is definitely like I would put him in like the second tier. But I, I wouldn't put him with – I think Jokic and, and Giannis is, is in the first tier just because of what they're both doing offensively and defensively. Especially Jokic's defense has gotten a lot better this season than it's ever been in the previous seasons bro. that he's ever played in. Listen um, to this, bro. Steph Curry's averaging 27.1 points, five rebounds, six assists. I mean, you got to admit that's sick. And then Giannis, let's, let's take a look at Giannis real quick, 27, you, 11, and 5. Come on, bro. That's incredible. And this is with, incredible. This is with this is with most of his um and he's shooting sixty percent from the field as well. This is with most of the I know that Drew Holiday's been dealing with injuries. Chris Middleton just came back uh not too long ago. And then so, Jokic real fast, twenty six, thirteen, and seven. Come on, bro. So I see where you're going with, but I mean I'm just Jokic. saying Steph's Steph's just he blacks out when he gets on the court, bro. I know I mean, this but, motherfucker is shooting from the goddamn Bleachers right by the hallway, like next to the goddamn stand, bro. I know, fifty fifty raffle. I know, but the thing is, for me to be the complete NBA player, has got to be done on both sides, bro. Both sides. Steph does. He has got great defense, bro. He has super underrated, bro. He's gotten way better on defense. I feel like he's always been good on defense. He's a little undersized, but he plays good defense, and he he's he's like one of those players that just annoys the fuck out of you. This this season, he bulked up a little bit. And you could tell it's actually helped him a lot in terms of being a better perimeter defender. Um, damn, Jokic is shooting sixty five percent from the field. That's nuts. Uh, yeah, but I I just feel personally like Jokic and Giannis, what they're doing with their teams, I think they're the best best players in the NBA right now. Um, we've yeah. seen we've seen some regression though. Jason J- Jason Tatum definitely has regressed really bad. The Celtics um, as a whole, bro, are having some serious issues. Let me quickly go over the standings here. In the East, um, we got Brooklyn, and this is an order from uh, one down. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Chicago, Miami, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Washington at number seven, and the Hornets at number eight. We got Atlanta and Boston, nine and ten. That's the top ten. New York's not even coming near that. Oh, New York's number twelve. Um, West Coast, we got Phoenix. They went on an incredible run. I mean, they're nine and one in their last ten games, um, and before that one loss, I think they won like twelve or thirteen in a row, some shit like that. Um, 
Phoenix, Golden State, Utah. We got the Grizz, the Clips, the Lakers. That's your top six. Then we got um, Dallas, Denver, Portland, and the Timberwolves, surprisingly, at number 10. I thought Sacramento would do a little bit better. They're, they had some issues. They, I think, fired their head coach, and they, they moved on from him. So still a lot going on there, I, and a lot of the season is still left. I feel like um, basketball doesn't even really get competitive until after Christmas. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I don't really have a whole lot of topics I wanted to touch on. That was just it. I just wanted to quickly go over the standings and let people know we're still here. So uh, just, just so you know with the standings, this is actually the first time that the Eastern Conference has had a better record than the Western Conference mm. since the era of Michael Jordan. I didn't even know that, bro. That's first so time crazy. since the era of Michael Jordan. That's crazy. Um, and we're talking about like 96, 97. This is the first time the Eastern Conference has had a better record than the Western Conference. Perfect. Um, crazy. Um, I did want to bring up Jason Tatum's like stats real quick. Um, for the month of December, he's only been shooting 39% from the field. How do you do? <laughs> um and and uh damn um and damn there's one game that he shot two for sixteen against the Raptors. Damn, that's oh, bad. Shit. Here we go again. Um the Phoenix Suns, he went ten the last game that they played, he went ten for twenty five. Um blasphemous. His He's been kind of he's kind of been a real big disappointment for the Celtics. Oh! Um and I I really wasn't expecting him to be so um like, bad this season, you know what I'm saying? I thought he was supposed to be good. And another person that kind of is bad this season, well, not bad, but I kind of was going to see his regression happen because of who the coach is. But Luka Doncic, his um his regression has kind of, like, he's not that same player that he was last season. Um, yeah, absolutely. Average, he's still getting 25. He's getting pretty much 25, 8, and 8 a game. Bro, you know who really fucking surprises me, bro? What? LaMelo Ball. Oh yeah, he's I mean, I monster. know he's all over like all the pages on social media. Everybody's talking about him as this hype train around him, but well deserved, bro. If you watch, like, I watched them play live sophomore season too, bro. We went to um, we went to the Wiz versus the Hornets game. Yeah, and bro, I'm telling you, when you watch this kid play basketball, he's just out there like a kid playing with his homies, like in a playground, just having fun and still fucking balling these grown men up. Like he's not even playing 100 percent, like. His hardest type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so crazy, bro. And surprising. Uh, not a whole lot of off-the-ball movement, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Just a, you know, if he's not involved in a play, just kind of sits back and watches. Kind of like a motherfucker would do in the gym, you know? Yeah. But a spectacular player. He's an amazing player. facilitator, too. It's incredible, his, bro, what he's doing at such a young age. His playmaking is crazy. Like, that dude is definitely the future of Absolutely. the NBA. Absolutely. Kelly Oubre has actually been pretty good for the Charlotte Hornets this season. He's all right. He, you saw that wide open layup he uh, he blew, bro. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> I was dying, bro. But sometimes he's had games he, where he's gone like seven from eight from the three-point line. I'm like, bro, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he he's definitely improved his um, three-point shooting. That's for sure. Yeah. You know who else improved their three-point shooting, bro? R.J. Barrett. Oh yeah, RJ Barrett had that one game where he dropped 20, 25 against uh who was it against? Uh it wasn't too long ago. It was like 2 3 games ago where he really went off. And Julius um, Randle was not doing good. He had like I think uh his first field goal in like the third quarter and then he made like back-to-back threes to get him going. Hey, let me tell you something. You might not want to hear this, but I think Julius Randle tricked the league, bro. Last year? Yeah, I think he really tricked. He's really a lot of this team was I built mean, he's around He's averaging a goddamn double-double right now still. Yeah, but what he's shooting from the field and his game, 
that whole ISO jab step, shoot that step back mid range that just is not hitting this season. And, and I feel like the, he's he definitely. I mean, in my opinion, the regression started last year against the Hawks, right? Yeah, that's when that's, that's when, when we I really that, started yeah. seeing the, the the downward spiral for him. But I don't think that's a horrible thing, bro. You know why? Because now guys like R.J. Barrett can um, work and develop on their you know work on their game and develop a little bit more. Guys like Emmanuel quickly can do the same. Um, Derek Rose ha- has been a great great you know um, addition for this team. I think last year we scooped him up. And um, Kemba Walker, they just benched that motherfucker, bro. I knew we should have never picked up Kemba. I told you from the jump we shouldn't have got Kemba. Yeah, but you guys needed some Trash offense, ass though. fucking player, bro. <laughs> <The> <laughs> but fuck you got out of New York, bro. But you guys needed some offense. But at least you got yeah, that with... Yeah, but why uh, would we pick him up then? If we need offense, you pick him up, you just got a fucking placeholder, a fucking paperweight. You just, you just need somebody... A name on the fucking roster, a you, waste of ink, <laughs> a waste of a jersey. I mean, there's plenty of... Fucking <laughs> bum you. <laughs> um, there's plenty of players that, you know... I kind of like that for for teams, you know. Hey, Kemba Walker. Congratulations, you played yourself. Fuck out of here. Um, what you call it? Uh, damn, I was gonna say at least uh, the French dude. He's been kind of holding it down for you guys. Oh, um, offensively, yeah, I, I Evan Fournier. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been holding it down. He's right. Yeah, that I clutch. didn't even really want him, but you know what? He's he's hitting the three. I, I think we should have kept um, Reggie Bullock. That's a good three and D guy. Yeah, bro, he was perfect, bro. You, he, you know, every game he was good. He was five for eight from the three point line. Damn, you, ever, you know how many parlays I won because of him last year. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Anything else you want to add to the NBA? Or should we keep it rolling? I know we already blew past an hour. We had like a forty minute intro, and then we got right back into the intro. I was gonna say uh, one team that I wanted to bring up was uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they're one of the best uh, stories of the NBA. Bro, in they're terms sixteen of, and twelve right now, seven and three in their last ten games on a three game winning streak right now. And the teams that they've been losing to have been like I think the last two that they lost to was the Jazz, which you can't really blame them. They only lost by one point. And then I think it was the Bucks that they lost to. So they lost to only like two championship contending teams, you know what I'm saying? Top tier teams, one in the West, one in the East. But let me tell you something. For them to have three centers, right? Marketing, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley, bro, I'm telling you. That shit is terrorizing people in the NBA right now. That is and Kevin Love could really, you know, six eight. He could play the center too, bro. He's well. He's he's kind of accepted his role off the bench, and it's kind of been perfect. Uh, their bench is kind of like, and they got Taco Fall. Ta- yeah, but um, he's more of like a. But he hasn't. Circus re- act. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't really get much minutes with them. But bro, that motherfucker is three hundred and eleven pounds. Damn. I didn't even realize that. Damn, I thought he would be less than that. Yeah, uh, me too. That motherfucker, Dar- Darius Garland. Um, he's shown that he can score at all three levels. He kind of reminds me of Kyrie, just without the crazy Seven ball foot handling. Six taco fall. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah, it still fucks me up. Um, but with Darius Garland, it's like the way that he scores. His three point shot is more butter than ever in his career right now. Colin Sexton's th- balling. He's been injured for them, but um, I think uh. I think Darius Garland, bro, like the way he's able to like sixteen three and two. Uh, he's been sorry, injured man. for a minute for them. I think if anything, with the His Cleveland, last five games was in November. Yep. Yeah, he's November. been injured for a minute. Um, about a month now. But uh, I think with the Cavaliers, they've found some momentum. Ricky Rubio has been amazing, bro. 
He's Victor got Rubio's like, another baller, bro. But he's yeah. he's super wishy washy. He's on and off. Thirteen, four, and six right now. But he's been consistent with the Cavaliers with the second unit. When he comes in as a second unit, he's a great second unit point guard. Um, who else he's is good really for 10, nice? He's good for ten points a game. I think. I think with. Um, I think what the Cavaliers need to do. I think this is a championship team in a couple of years, maybe in the next one or two seasons. What they need to do is they need to find a perimeter defender because they're definitely missing that perimeter defender. They've got the the in the in paint defense down. Defense in the paint is is locked down, but they need a perimeter defender. And then I think, um, I think this game, uh, I think this team needs at least like one more like three point sniper, um. And I think they they would be a, a championship contending team. I think they would. Be, I wouldn't go that far. I think they would definitely be a playoff team, not bro, a championship. Bro, I'm telling team. you, I've been watching the Cavs this whole, the past whole month of December. Jared Allen, Jared Allen, in that pick and roll. I'm telling you, when teams don't know how to defend it, they just but abuse your, it. But your elite caliber teams do know how to defend it. That's the thing. But they don't. Your bottom tier teams, yo, I'm gonna tell you who can defend that: the Heat, the Bucks. The Heat can't. Seventy Sixers. They beat the Heat. All right. Everyone, every, I mean, bro, the Nets barely squeaked one out against Detroit. Let me tell you, bro. Ka- uh, KD had to go off for 50. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, at the end of the day, the worst of the worst are still professionals. It's still the best 300 people in the whole world. But the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers are on another. They blew out the Bulls. They destroyed the Bulls. They, uh, when the Timberwolves were going on their winning streak, they destroyed the Timberwolves. They um, kept a close game with the Bucks. They kept a really close game with the Jazz, literally by one point. They demolished the Wizards when the Wizards were, you know, now they've really fallen from grace. But when they were still a little bit, when they are still balling a little bit. Um, yeah, the Wizards are 4-6 and six for the last 10 games. Um, they're 15-12 and 12 right now. They're still not doing too bad, bro. They still don't have Hachimura. They just, Hachimura just started practicing with them, finally. Yeah. So they're, they're not even at 100% yet. I, and I really like what I'm seeing out of, out of, um. Damn, what's the dude's name with the dreads? How'd I forget his name? Uh, uh, Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl Harrell. There yeah. you go. I really like what I'm seeing out of that guy, bro. He's a he's definitely a big spark for that team, um, and is giving Brad a you know some you know obviously with a Kuz Harrell, um, KCP. There's other options, so now you see Bradley Bill's defensive side as well. You could actually see him playing some defensive basketball. I really like seeing I think, Bradley Beal on both sides of the floor balling out because um, he's a fucking strong defender as well when he really puts his mind to it and puts some effort into it. And when he's, you know, has to score 35-40 a game, doesn't leave a whole lot for defense. Um, but the I last th- thing I wanted to talk to you about. I think bad. unvaccinated Bradley Beal has been uh, one of the worst forms of himself this entire <laughs> <laughs> NBA my season. Said, my man said unvaxxed Bradley Bill. Shooting yo, listen, shooting twenty six percent from the field and three point percentage. The worst in his career by far. And it's not even close. Damn. The previous seasons he's been shooting thirty five pretty much. He's been averaging thirty five for the past three to three to four past seasons. He's at twenty six percent now, shooting only forty four percent from the field. Uh Averaging only 22 points when previously he's always av- averaged at least 30 the last two seasons. This guy has regressed big time, and he's probably one of the biggest problems for the Wizards right now is Bradley Beal, who's supposed to, and that doesn't help when it's one of your star players, and he's really letting them down right now. Him, Jason Tatum, 
they've really taken a huge step back, and I don't really know why. I think it could be because of the new foul rules, and he really benefited from that. But, I mean, going from— That's what I was going to actually ask you. What do you think about this new brand of basketball that we're seeing? I, I think it's I think it's fair. I like it. You like it better? Yeah, I like it better. It reminds me of the FIBA rules. I like it it's, better. It's very similar to FIBA. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is that they do miss calls at the rim. I think if you get clocked in your hand at the rim, that's a foul. That should always be a foul. 100%. Yeah, I agree. That's the only time I, I disagree with it. I agree with that. But most of the time, it's been coming from shooting fouls. Yeah, what's up with the Lakers? Ooh. Not as bad as the Knicks, though, huh? I don't know, bro. I think I fourteen think, and thirteen Lakers, bro, with LeBron. Okay, we're twelve and fifteen, bro. Two games away from y'all. Come on, bro. Well, you got to keep in mind that LeBron's kind of been injured, and this was his. Uh, he's. I mean, this is now. Bro, LeBron the past is seventy four years old. Of course, he's going to be injured, and he's still <laughs> the best team in the NBA. I mean, the best player in in uh, in his team. On his team, he's still yeah. the best player. AD is really, I think, underperforming a lot. Right yeah, that's now. who's who's been really yeah. disappointing. I don't think LeBron's the issue. I think it's AD. I think AD, and then also I think another thing is um, roster construction, right? Yeah. Um, but I have mean, knowing knowing LeBron the way he moves, you don't you know don't count him. They're gonna probably make a blockbuster move. Here. I don't know what assets they have though to make it happen, bro. He just they got <laughs> they don't LeBron just got clout, bro. <laughs> they just. They don't have. They need wings, bro. They have no wings. They made a huge mistake letting Caruso go. That yeah. was a big mistake. I agree. And I think they should have probably kept KCP. He got the white um, boy treatment. What's up? He got the white boy treatment. Yeah, he um he should have not been let go. And one of one of the reasons why he got let go was because um the owner didn't want to pay into the luxury tax, and that's some that's weak to me, especially when you're a. a Incredible, if you got LeBron legendary, James, legendary organization yeah. like the Lakers with championship potential, you spend into the you luxury spend tax. into the fucking luxury tax. That's the whole point. Yeah, the That's Warriors. The whole point of being the Lakers. Thank you. And then and then the Warriors are spending a hundred mil into the luxury tax, and the Lakers don't want to spend thirty mil. By the Warriors, that they, they get that they getting that fucking um that tech money. Yeah, that Silicon that Valley Silicon money. Valley money. <laughs> that bro. shit that is sweet. Fuck. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was it. That was my last point. Anything else you want to go into? Should we just keep it rolling? I think for now, it's probably for the West. I can't say for the East right now, but for the West, I think we're going to see the Suns and the Warriors go head-to-head, and I think whoever wins that is more than likely going to win the finals. But don't sleep on the Suns. The Suns are they're coming back. The crazy back. thing is the East could go. No, I'm, no one's sleeping on the Suns, bro. I think they might be the best team in the NBA right now, bro. Yeah, but you know there's Chris Paul haters, and they think he chokes all the time, so. I mean, me? uh, it's his resume, but uh, <laughs> it's not his fault. It's just his body breaks down. Yeah, you but can't the- control a groin or a hammy. You get that because you're old and you're in the playoffs and it's a long fucking year and you ball your ass off. You play hard. Yeah, that's what happens. But I think last season, stretch, motherfucker. I mean, What's he- wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> last season, I think really came down to a couple of game changing plays that made them lose that series. Yeah, um, against the Bucks. Just real quickly, just that block. Uh, that the Bucks had with Giannis, and then they had that fast break uh, near the end of the game. I think it was in Game Three when the Suns were up, and they came back and won that. That shifted the momentum. Bobby Portis was huge for them, and then um, uh, the other white dude—I forgot—Pat Covington was huge for them too. Um, for the for the East, though, I feel like it's all up in the air. I think, of course, obviously the uh, the Nets, the Bucks, the Bulls have a shot if they can get healthy. I don't get think back the, in this. Um, I don't think the Nets do. Their defense is really bad. Their offense is there, but their defense is really bad. Yeah, but you just can't count out KD, bro. That's the you only can't, thing. But the Nets have to – here's the thing. If the Nets got to win, they have to do a strategy which I don't like, and that's called you got to, like, outshoot your opponent. Like, you got to outscore them. 
I mean, that's, it's gonna that's be a the shootout. name of the game, right? But it's, it's a, a shootout, shootout every yeah, single game for them. But yeah, up until but this whole dangerous. rule change, up until this whole rule change, just about every game's been a shootout. I mean, still, the rule change is only for fouls. It's still a shootout damn near every game in the NBA, bro. People, they're, they're walking right past the fucking half-court line and chucking threes. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I mean, with... 20 seconds still left on the shot clock. That's just the new brand of basketball that, yeah. we have, that we're forced to watch. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not knocking that, especially if you got that fucking crazy range like Dame Lillard or Steph Curry or these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? But not everybody can do that. Um, even LeBron is tapping into that bag a little bit too, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's nothing else I want to add. I got, you, I got your outro here. We're going to just keep it pushing, y'all. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Sorry, y'all. Didn't mean to, didn't mean to rush a, rush out the episode, but uh, I didn't want to make it too long, and it's been a minute since we've gotten the episode in, so I wanted to give you guys something that's digestible. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Shout out to Izzy DMV for coming out here. Of course, man. Thank you for being here with me, bro. Let's get it, bro. I'm so happy we made it happen. It's been a little while. Shout out to all my family who came from London. Um, they recently visited all oh, no, no, came here, so that's why I was also busy. Yeah. Um, I know you got a lot going on, but hopefully we're gonna be able to bring the episodes back to you guys consistently again. Yes. Um, January, I'm gonna take a quick little, little ten day break. Um, but I'm sure we can record. I'm gonna be out of town. I'll be in London again, but I'm okay. sure we can record while I'm there. We'll just do a little something. Okay, better. We'll figure bad. it out. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Or we might have one recorded right before I leave and drop it like two days later. So. All right, that that <laughs> works too. Yeah. Say so, where you at? Saeed didn't even show up tonight. What the fuck? <laughs> Shout out to Saeed, dude. That's still my man's. Yeah. Uh, he said he had family my, my, over. My mom said I'm here, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, appreciate y'all tuning in. And who's this right here on the outro? Um, this is, so this is, uh, this is Future Little Baby. And uh, my man, uh, hold on. Something Wick? John yeah, Wick. yeah, yeah, yeah. John it's, Wick. Um, not John Wick, bro. Nardo Wick. Nardo Wick. Nardo uh, Wick, yeah. So. Just discovered him like recently, so. and um, definitely wherever wherever you're listening to this, go ahead and rate and review. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Go ahead, take a screenshot, share it with your family and friends on social media. If you're fucking with our podcast, guys, we do talk a lot about music. Um, we, we do talk a lot about you know s- certain current events that we're into, and of course, film room files. We're gonna talk about sports. That's what we do. Yes, sir. You guys, thank you for listening. And um, if you want to contribute to the show, hit us up, Instagram, Twitter, at Film Room Files or filmroomfiles.gmail.com. If you want to send a voice memo and contribute to the show, we'll play it during the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. We out. Peace. Baby in this bitch like let me through here I need millions for the new year Send a third, I send my crew there Know they hate how big I blew up Got that check for real Went all the up again And bought my blue one Think my favorite car's my blue one Pop that shit for real, I do this Put my heart inside my safe deposit box Cause I ain't gon' use it I made 40 million last year And that's just all my music I done finally got the motherfucking ball And I ain't gon' lose it Seem like everybody snoozing While I'm steadily improving I get money like I'm Jewish I'm gon' be the one She got all them braces up Her own look like she me or something she can new Chanel whenever she wants to, like it's free or something. I've been buying Birkin bags for bitches like they three for one. Excuse my French, I'm sorry, mamas. This phantom cost 500. I've been lit for five summers. Everyone know how I'm coming. Really, Zaddy bags for 35. We got our side punching. Niggas don't want war with us. I'll spend it till my last hundred. Reckies on Recky. Now she thinks she missed some. Dressing like she text me. Now she thinks she missed some. Count up cash really fast. Now she thinks she missed some. Keep the stendo in her bag. Now she thinks she